welcome into Hogs. My name is Kyle Sutherland. If you like what we've been doing, please be sure to share and subscribe to our content. You can find us on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast. We are there. And please do not forget to leave a review while you're there. So Sam Pittman has been named the 34th head coach of the Arkansas Razorback football team. Of course, you may remember him being there in 2013 and 2015 during the Brett Bielema era before spending the past four seasons with the Georgia Bulldogs. And uh, it's a pretty polarizing hire, just like you would have with anybody. I've said, just like everybody else, that it's going to be some backlash and there's going to be a lot of triumph both ways, no matter who you hire, unless it would have been like Nick Saban or somebody. That's just kind of the nature of the beast with these coaching searches. But of course, I'm going to go into my breakdowns of some really good things that I like and then some kind of things that I'm skeptical of. But I think that Hunter Juracek did exactly what he needed to do considering the circumstances. And he said in the press conference that uh, that, that they had when with, with Sam getting inter- introduced as the new head coach that he didn't necessarily have a number one, number two, number three. It was more of like a list of 35 to 40 that he kind of narrowed down after he had vetted and – we know that Sam was really pushing for the job uh, at the beginning of the coach search. Not long after Chad Morris was fired, Dan Skipper and Frank Ragnow, a couple other players, former players of his reached out and wrote a letter or actually, I believe it was uh, dance Dan Skipper and Travis Swanson, but also Frank Ragnow was one that reached out, but, but Swanson and Skipper wrote a letter to Hunter Juracek that, as we found out, actually never reached his desk. It was Darren McFadden that called Hunter and told him about it. And so there was a lot of former players that really vouched for him to come to the Hill. And I don't think it was just because of what a great talent evaluator he is, what a great recruiter, whatever you want to call it. I don't think that that's the only reason. I think that a lot of it is is just what he has done throughout his career for so many young men that – really has that these guys have taken with them into their NFL careers and their personal lives in general. And I think that's really what you look at first is we talked about so many times how under Chad, this team just looked lifeless, essentially. Didn't look like like they wanted to play for him, had no interest in being in a lot of the games. It's like they would start off maybe some and they would have a couple of good drives here and there, and then they'd get down by two or more scores and they just let go of the rope. And, both at the back ends of, of the seasons that Chad was here in, in 18 and 19, at, at the end of those two seasons, especially I'd say maybe the last half, four games, somewhere in that range, that's when it was just blatantly obvious that they had no intention whatsoever to be there. And so when you look at this football team, I know that one thing that we've really gotten tired of hearing, especially with the Bielema days, is you've got to give them time, you've got to rebuild. We just want to get competitive again. And I think under Bielema, for the most part, maybe except for the very end of 2016 and towards the end of 2017, they were competitive, but it was really after Sam Pittman left that things really began, the dominoes began to fall. We lost him. Brett Bielema throws a bunch of temper tantrums. I think we all saw that video that was circling around on Pig Trail Nation where he basically, where Brett pretty much said that Sam's career was just basically average before he came to Arkansas, and then he worked under Bielema, and Bielema had all this impact on him. So he became what he is now, a bunch of baloney. But Brett was Brett acted like a five-year-old girl whenever that happened. And I think the reason why he did that is because he panicked. He knew what an impact Sam has on the recruiting trail. He knew what, a, what an impact he – what he has just not with the offensive line, but with tight ends, within the running game, 
they also said he's a defensive line guru, that he's had a lot of impact with defensive lines on teams that he's been a part of. And so, yeah, I, I think that they have panicked. Or he panicked. And it just really came down to the fact that he we, – we saw that with the worst hire – I've said it over and over again that Kurt Anderson was the worst hire in the University of Arkansas history, at least in terms of assistant coaches. The guy couldn't recruit. He couldn't develop. It, it just everything about that guy. There was just not really. I mean, I'm not. I'm not talking about him as a person. I don't know him, but at least from a football standpoint, it just did not work out whatsoever. And a lot of people have said. I've seen a lot of people talking about that. A big reason why Kirby Smart's been able to do what he's been able to do at Georgia is because of the impact that Sam Pittman has. I'm a firm believer, and I think that you really have to be a firm believer that you win the games in the trenches on the offensive and defensive lines. And the three things that Hunter talked about today at the press conference was one, he looked for three things. He said the first one is is recruiting. He wanted someone that could come in here and could not just recruit the SEC like you have to do aggressively, which Chad Morris' staff did really well recruiting. You cannot take that away from him. But Sam Pittman recruits nationally. He, during his time at Arkansas, I think the year before he left, so 2015 was his final year, they had like nine or ten guys all from different states. Denver Kirkland, Florida. Dan Skipper, Colorado. Reeve Kohler, Hawaii. Frank Ragnow, Minnesota. And a few from Texas, a few from Arkansas. But... This guy knows he has connections all across the country. And that's because he's been so many places. He's formed relationships and he's had such an impact on not just players' lives, but coaches. And that says a lot. I don't care what level of sports that you play. Anybody that has played junior high, high school, they will tell you that the first thing is if you don't play for it. Now, there's times where you play for a coach that you don't like that you might play for your teammates, you might play for yourself. But in most cases, you you really need to like the coaches that you play for. When I was in high school, we we had a very good football team, but a lot of that we were great because of a couple of players. I played on a team with DJ Williams, a future Arkansas great that won the John Mackey Award as the greatest tight end. Joe Adams was what you all remember as the as the All-American punt returner, maybe the greatest punt returner in the history of college football against Tennessee in 2011. He was a classmate and a teammate of mine. So two of those guys were a couple of the players that that made us great. But it wasn't just because of we had a good players. And I was not one of them. I'll go ahead and throw that in there. We had great chemistry. We always had each other's back. The coaches had, had our backs. We might hate them in practice. We might want to punch them in the face sometimes. But when it's all said and done – We'd run through a wall for him any day. And again, that's not, that doesn't matter what level of football you're playing, what level of basketball, whether it's drama you're into, chess. Well, chess is is an individual sport, but you get my drift. It doesn't matter what you do. You've got to get the people involved to buy in. And that's where I think Hunter Juracek really did a good job. That Hunter Juracek and Steve Cox and John Fagg did a really good job of. Yeah, you're, you might not have gotten that big splash higher like Lane Kiffin seems to be. But I think that this is what, I, and I'm not going to sit here and pump sunshine and say that this is going to be phenomenal and that we're going to make a bowl game in year one. 
I'm not setting the expectations very high, just like I didn't set them under Chad because I'm realistic. I've been called a lot of names for that, saying that I'm complacent and all that, but I'm just being realistic. But I think that they got exactly what Arkansas needs. Sam Pittman's not a young guy. No offense to him. I mean, he's pushing 60 years old. But I'll tell you this about Sam Pittman. Is he still full of energy? He wants this job. You saw how many times he got emotional today. And that is what Arkansas needs right now. Well, a lot of us have said it. I've heard it the most from Trey Biddy of, of Hog Sports that you've got to crawl before you can walk. And that's where Arkansas is at right now. And um, I had somebody, I, I posted yesterday that I, as soon as we heard that Sam got hired, that I'm not really sure what going I tweeted it. And I said, I'm not really sure what's going on with the whole coaching search. I don't know what happened. But here's what I do know is that this stat, that, that the, these guys, meaning Juracek and, and John Fagg and Steve Cox, they brought the guy in that what Arkansas is desperately looking for right now. Because if you just bring a guy in that's all about X's and O's and is just here because he wants to coach in the SEC, then you might have might be doing this again in two to three years and you might be doing it with a new athletic director. But Sam Pittman is coming in here to build from the ground up. He's been around the block. He might not have had a head coaching job at a major level. He has been at the JUCO ranks. But he knows what he's doing. I do trust that. He's shown what he can build. He builds from the inside out, which I think is extremely crucial. And I, I've, I have full faith that he will do that. Again, I'm not going to pump sunshine and say that it's going to be great, immediately at least. But it's all about you got to build it block by block. And I, oh my gosh, I think I just quoted Butch Jones, which that's probably going to set us up for disaster. But we're going to get into it right after the break. Uh, we're going to kind of get to know him. I know that we all know that he was at Fayetteville and was at Tennessee and, of course, Georgia. But we're going to talk about some of the we're going to talk about some of the, the places that he's been in his career where he's been uh, v- very renowned and talked highly of from from other coaches. I'm going to give a, a coach quote from a guy uh, that I know very well, uh, whom he has coached, who Sam has coached under that uh, I reached out to this particular guy and, and he gave me uh, some a couple of nice things that he said about him, just about him as a coach and as a man. And so we'll dive into that stuff as soon as we get back. But we'll be back right after this message. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. So we're back on Tax Hog Sublime, bringing us back from the break as always. And again, uh, please remember to like and subscribe to our content and share that. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast. We are there. And so now, uh, after just talking about my thoughts on the hire, I want to go through just some things that some research that I had done about Sam Pittman and just kind of where he comes from, why why I think that he told us some of the reasons why he, he looks at this job as his dream job. But first of all, uh, he grew up in Oklahoma. Now, if you, if you happen to listen to the the live cast that myself and my, my boy Grant Long did last night, uh, you can catch up on NMD TV on YouTube. I had said that he was from El Reno, 
California. I meant that he was born in El Reno, Oklahoma, which is about 30 minutes west of Oklahoma City. And then I know when he was really young, his parents moved to Grove, Oklahoma, which is about an hour and a half drive. It's about 75 miles, 80 miles, give or take, uh, from Fayetteville. So he grew up pretty close to there. And if, if I'm not mistaken, I think that his parents are actually living in Missouri right now. So he's pushing 60 and his parents are, are still around the Fayetteville area pretty close. So I know that that definitely played a factor. I believe his wife is from Kansas, uh, which is where they met in college when he was at, at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh state, I think is what it was. And so you got those family ties and both of them growing up fairly close to that area. And just Fayetteville is a, a gorgeous place. And people talk about all the time. They, they look at the, the, the top places to live in America right now down here in Texas, and they see Fayetteville, Arkansas at number four, and people start asking me about it. And I tell them quite frequently that Fayetteville, Arkansas is really Northwest Arkansas in general is the nation's best kept secret. It's not even close. And uh, at least in my opinion, I haven't been to a whole lot of places, but I definitely think that, that it's, it's just an incredible area up there. Uh, the people, the scenery, just an amazing, amazing area. And so I want to go into some places. So we, he is Sam Pittman's been to a lot of different stops and I don't have all those right in front of me right now. I know he spent a couple of a couple of different tenures at, at Northern Illinois, spent a little time at OU, Western Michigan, of course, Tennessee, Georgia, Arkansas, which we all know about kind of the back end uh, most recently with the, with his career, not really back end because it's still going, but but his most recent career, I'd say within the last 10 years. But he's also been on staffs with with Butch Davis from 2006 to 2011 at North Carolina. So he's coached under a lot of good coaches. And one the one quote that I found was from Charlie Sadler, who was at Northern Illinois. And this was from 1994. His first stint there was 94 and 95. And Sadler said, so this was, what, 25-plus years or about 25 years ago now, said one of the top and top up and coming offensive line coaches in the country. So I bring that part up to say that Sam did not just become a good coach within the last few years. This guy's been doing it for a long time. He's been forming these relationships and getting all this experience under head coaches for a long time. He came back for a second stint at Northern Illinois in 2003 and he was promoted to associate head coach, assistant head coach. They all have these different I think that associate and assistant are basically the same thing, but associate is basically a fancy term for a position coach that you pay a little bit more because you want to keep them. I know that that Arizona State, when Mike Norvell was the the top, when he was the offensive coordinator, I want to say he was like the the top sergeant or something like that to Todd Graham. It was something out of this out of left field that was uh, a little strange. But basically, what I'm getting at is, anytime that your assistant has a, a nickname like that, typically it's a guy that you value in terms of at least the way that you pay them and if there is going to be an interim head coach for any kind of situation where their coach is firing or health problem that they usually take over for that and so he, he was promoted to associate head coach at northern illinois in 2004 he had previously served that at western michigan so he's at five different schools he's been associate head coach so this is basically I mean, he was kirby kirby smart's right hand man at georgia essentially to an extent was brett bielema's at arkansas I believe it at North Carolina as well under Butch Davis. So at Western Michigan, Northern Illinois, North Carolina, Arkansas, and Georgia, that's where he has been an associate head coach. So he is, he has gotten a lot of different experience. He's been offered coordinator positions at SEC schools. He didn't go into detail in his press conference, but he said that he has turned down those. He's been offered uh, the head, or I know that he was a, a top candidate for 
the Northern Illinois job in 2010 when he was still at North Carolina. So he's had his chances to, to move up if he wanted to. But I think that this is a guy that just he was ha- he's, he's happy where he's at. And you see that. I think we've seen it with Brett Venables. I mean, why would he? I'm not saying he'll never be a head coach, but I think we've really seen with what he's done at Clemson and what they've built there. I mean, you'd be silly to leave. You're bringing in all these elite defensive recruits every year. You've got one group that you focus on, or one unit, I guess you should say. Bud Foster, that just retired from Virginia Tech, or will retire at the end of this season from Virginia Tech, been the defensive coordinator there for like close to 30 years. Could have had plenty of chances to become a head coach. Some people are just happy where they're at. And I think that's been the case with Sam. But one quote, uh, so I'm very, I'm, I've become – uh, very close with with Rick Minner, who um, I had on my podcast about I'd say about four or five months ago, and we we talked pretty frequently and talked every day during the coaching search. And um, if you listen to that podcast, if you haven't, definitely go back and do that. He's had a, an ex- insanely extensive career um, in his forty years. He, he is not coaching. He did not coach this season, but he was a grad assistant under Lou Holtz in nineteen seventy eight. He's coached with Pete Carroll, Monty Kiffin. I mean, he, he, look, you name it. He's he's coached with him just about and when he was at Cincinnati from 1994 to 2003 during the 96 season Sam was on his staff he had guys like Rex Ryan John Harbaugh Mike Tomlin and I reached out to him and I asked if he wanted to say something about Sam because I was finding some coaches quotes and here's exactly what he said Sam was a great technical football coach with offensive line and tight end play he is an outstanding recruiter he is a visionary he is well liked by his peers and players his kids play their butts off for him. He genuinely cares for his guys. And I know that we've heard a lot of that stuff, but to hear it from somebody that that be straight from their mouth that that coached him or well that coached with him that was his boss, you don't you don't hear people say negative things about this guy. You don't really and I know that most of the time they're not going to come out and do that. But really the only thing if you really dig up tapes, the only thing you're going to find that might be negative about Sam Pittman is what Brett Bielema had to say whenever he left Arkansas, which was just hissy fits. I think this guy is really going to do some good things. And again, I'm not saying that this is going to be a bed of roses immediately. I'm not saying that he's going to even compete for the West necessarily. I'd hope to think that that's the case. But I, I, I'll tell you this. And I know that I promised over and over again that we were going to be more competitive this year under Chad, this previous season in 2019 under Chad. But this is different. We're going to see grit on the offensive line. We're going to see the offensive line pushing around. I can't wait to see Ricky Stromberg with what Sam Pittman is going to do with him. I think Dalton Wagner is going to be somebody that is going to be a force to be reckoned with once Pittman gets a hold of him and gets him really rolling. It's an exciting time because you've got somebody. This is the first person that I think has passionately. I do think Bobby Petrino wanted to be here. I I think that he probably had further goals than Arkansas, but I'd say the last person that had the passion that Sam Pittman has is Houston Nutt. We have not seen that since then. And you've got to buy in. We'll say that till we're blue in the face. And – I think a lot of times now, not just with Power 5 positions, but with SEC schools, a lot of it is, okay, coaches want to get there because it's got the most national coverage. It's it, Recruits tend to, 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 to like those schools more. They tend to favor them. And just the amount of money in that conference and, and attention that they get. And I think that Chad was that way. 
I, I'm not going to say that he didn't care about his players, but I think that he had things that he cared about more so than that than them. But this guy does get it. Think about where this think about where this athletic program was a year ago. We were coming on this time last year. We weren't that far removed from the horrible debacle that happened in Omaha, one out away from a national championship. We just had the worst season at that time in school history. Of course, we've since tied that. Basketball just was okay. It was average. But we were starting to think, what in the world are we going to do for the next season? Daniel Gafford's going to be gone. Mike Anderson hasn't recruited to balance out his team. And think about where we're at now. We're coming off another Omaha berth. Granted, it was a two-game and bounced. Eric Musselman has, as of right now, as I'm recording this, he's got the basketball team at 8-1. and one. And Arkansas football just hired a guy that is passionate, just like Eric Mus. Eric Musselman is like from California, spent a lot of time in Minnesota, been all over the place. But if you've never watched a day of sports in your life and you've watched this guy, watched his videos on Twitter, or any, he is all Arkansas. His, his daughter, Mariah, gets involved in it. His wife, Danielle, gets involved in it. And Sam Pittman's wife, Jamie, she, they call her the football mom. This, these coaches have all bought in. And Hunter Yurichek, I think, has done a phenomenal – there's been a couple moves that I'm not crazy about that's going to happen. But I think Hunter Yurichek has really done well. I think he knocked it out of the park with Musselman. I do believe that. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. I, and I think that this Pittman hire could be that way as well. But it's all hype right now. But there's a lot of excitement compared to what we had last year. This time last year, we, we had the recruiting class that was coming in, plus more that were added to be excited about. But just just look at some more. I, I, pretty much what I said here was just a lot of stuff that I found just typing in Sam Pittman's name and looking around at his, at his resume. But just do some Googling and look around and see what other coaches and what players have said about him. He's made a lot of impact on a lot of different people, made a big impact on a lot of different people. And so my advice, if you're against it, I know that, again, I understand. Not everybody's going to love it. I'm not jumping up and down, per se. Wasn't my first choice, but I think it was a good choice. It is what Arkansas needs. His attitude, the way he approaches the game, the way he approaches life, the way he approaches recruiting, all that stuff. So give it a chance. I've said that every single time we've had a, a coaching search, but that's what you got to do. You never know what could happen. That's what I got today, guys. Thank you, as always, for listening. My name's Kyle Sutherland. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Tex Hawks.